everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Oh, shit, what do I say? <laughs> that's, let's start again. <laughs> mm, that was funny. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Post Game. Uh, my name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of Fun and Games for the evening. I'm really thrown off. I don't know why. I couldn't, I couldn't get my intro out. I do it <laughs> nonstop all year. But here we are, uh, mid-February. I, yeah, the 10th. We can call that mid-February. And I don't, I don't know my intro. But that doesn't matter because the Flyers won. That's right. They were victorious tonight. And what a game it was. Uh, gave up the game's first goal. Looked awfully sloppy to start. Neither team looked sharp to start. But... Uh, you know, Florida scores that uh, scores that first one, and they bring up their record when they score first. I think it was like twenty six two and two or something like that. And uh, Flyers come back; they get one before the end of the period, and just kind of go from there. Uh, some pluses and minuses tonight. Obviously, the big one: the return of Carter Hart. He looked very good uh, for his first game back. Hart gave up that first goal in the first period. And then was pretty solid. Uh, had a, you know got some help from some posts at one at the end that uh, I think it was Huberto couldn't bury. I can't remember who, but it, that led uh, led directly to the Giroux uh, empty net shorthanded goal. Uh, so that was cool. What was uh, what was Hart's final line tonight in his first game back? He stopped thirty of thirty one for a nice uh, even nine sixty eight save percentage. So pretty good return for the uh, for franchise savior Carter Hart. Um, just, I thought a, a good win, a win they absolutely needed a win that, uh, was important because yeah, they Panthers are one of the teams in this wild card race, but also man, just after losing to the devils and then getting that big swing, uh, that big momentum swing by just crushing the Washington capitals, not getting two points at home against a team that you're just better than, um, it's not like Florida stinks. I, I think they're fine. I think they're a good enough team. They could very well be in one of the two wild card spots. But I think the Flyers are a better team top to bottom than the Panthers. Uh, if you were to not get these two points, I think that would have been a real just just kick in the dick uh, more than anything else. Uh, I think that just would have really sucked. But they came out. They took care of business tonight. Uh, they took advantage of some situations. 0 for 5 on the power play. Um, not the greatest there. They still got to get this power play thing uh, going with a little bit more consistency. But um, I, I just thought it was a good effort all around tonight. They played a physical game. Uh, they created turnovers on the forecheck. But in their own zone, uh, I, I thought they did a once they halfway through the game on, I mean, they still got pinned a few times, but I thought halfway through the game on, they started to take more away in their own zone and really, uh, and really start to play that more solid defensive game that we've seen them play for a lot of this season. Uh, I don't have a lot about this one. I thought it was just a good, solid team win. Uh, two very much, uh, two very necessary points as they uh, as they push for the playoffs here. And with this schedule ahead, it doesn't get much easier. Tomorrow night, they are right back out on the ice. They're going to the Barclays Center for a 7 o'clock puck drop against the New York Islanders. Uh, then they are off Wednesday, and then they go right down to Florida. They're in sunshine first. Uh, they have the Panthers, and then on Saturday, they're at Tampa. So pretty busy schedule here this week. They talked on the broadcast uh, today and tomorrow, make up the 12th of the, I believe, 17 back-to-backs they have this year. So still quite a few more. Uh, man, I 
I know I don't like working two nights in a row. I can't imagine they do, uh, but they've been pretty good in these situations so far this season, and they appear to have some momentum going after a couple of big wins against the Caps and the Panthers. But if you're looking for somewhere to watch any of these games and this little three-game road trip they have coming up, why don't you take a road trip? Take a road trip down to Wild Go- Jeez, I just cannot speak tonight. Take a road trip down to Wildwood Crest and go to the Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. It is one of my favorite bars in the entire Jersey Shore. Really, it's one of my favorite bars in the world to watch a hockey game, and I've been to Canada. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been many places in the whole world, but I bet you if I had, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern would still be on top of the list because it is a hockey bar. It all starts with the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick. He's always there, and he's always making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. And he's always got hockey on because the man is a hockey fan. But really, it's a great place to watch any game. We have the Phillies coming up. They always have specials during baseball games. Sixers are on. All sorts of sports. So why don't you go, hey, maybe check out an XFL game there. I enjoyed the XFL this weekend. So maybe you will too at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Get yourself a hot roast pork sandwich. All right, let's get to your comments now, fam. Uh, Good game tonight. Big win. Much needed win. Let's get to what you all have to say. I don't even like to work one one day in a row, Bill. I feel you, Dan. I feel you. All right, another great win. Still rather Sanheim over Provorov on the first power play unit. Yeah, uh, Provorov made that nice play to score the goal at, at five on five, but uh, the power play, I don't think that's really Provorov's forte, at least not yet. Um, but I'm not going to spend too much time focusing on that tonight. Big win. But I will say, yeah, the power play, they need to get this shit together. Uh Huberto played himself. Yeah, was it Huberto? I can't, I freaking blanked on it uh, immediately, but I'm pretty sure it was him. Kata Hot. Can we talk about the Kata Hot thing? Carter Hart is from Canada. We are all Philadelphia fans. Why do we pronounce his, ha- his name with that stupid fake accent that those people wouldn't even pretend to speak with if it wasn't for fucking Goodwill Hunting? Excellent movie. But it's not even a real accent. They do not talk that way amongst themselves. I guarantee you that it's a put-on for tourists. That's all that freaking accent is. It drives me insane. He's our franchise savior. He has nothing whatsoever to do with Boston. Didn't play in a fucking bean pot. Nothing. He is ours. All right? He's Carter Hart. That's it. That's it. Fuck this Carter Hart shit. He's not from Boston. We're not from Boston. Stop it. Slow start, last start. Uh, yeah, slow start. Uh, the Flyers. They it was they had a slow start. They gave up the goal. Neither team was good early. They just uh, the Flyers have a thing right now. Um, hey, don't give up two. That's my don't give up two freaking goals in the first ten minutes. That's that's you can win as long as you don't give up two in the first ten minutes. Appears to be how they're playing. Um, it's a thing. The slow starts are a thing. We, it's They have been. They continue to be. It's one of the few areas um, Elaine Vigneault hasn't been able to dramatically improve with this team. But I will say, like, they are better just at, a not, just at not allowing a ton of goals and burying themselves with the slow starts. So from that perspective, it's better. But it's I, I hate giving up the first goal all the time. 93 playing really well. That was a hell of a play. Jumping off the bench right there, playing the puck. Uh, did it with, you know, got on the ice and everything. Uh, just made a play. Read it well. Got the puck over to JVR. JVR scores the goal. Uh, very few complaints about the way Voracek has played for the last, I got to call it two months now. 
is it like two months? He's been playing really, really well. Um, this is the Voracek we we love. This is the Voracek that got signed to the contract he got signed to. This is the Voracek I expect every single night. And it's what that's I've always said what frustrates me about Voracek is I see such a better player in him. Like it's not the it's not the turnovers, it's not the dumb stuff, it's not his attitude, it's not blocking people on Twitter. What has always frustrated me about Jake Voracek is I saw a legitimate star player in him. And he doesn't always play to that uh, play to that level, and that's what frustrates me about him. When he does, I'm very happy. Uh, big one tomorrow. Need that win. Yeah, got to keep it going. And the Islanders are a team you're battling with. It would be great to be able to get up into the standings, maybe get out of this wild card mess and get into that Metro top three where it's just way less ridiculous. I mean, everything's jumbled up, and you'd probably have to play the Caps or the Penguins in the first round, but... Shit, man, I'll take my chances with either one of those teams. It would be a good series, and I want to see the Flyers play against good teams because I think they are one of them. The only way to prove that is to go out and do it. So uh, it would be uh, it, it would be very interesting um, to see how they do as a three seed um, instead of a wild card. I'd be very interested to see how that played out. Solid game by Hart. No rust. Uh, he, had, uh, he had the one play. He was just drifting to play the puck behind the net and fell down. Uh, just a, a couple of rebounds early that they pointed out on the broadcast. But really, yeah, looked like Carter Hart. Looked like uh, regular old starter Hart. Yeah, tomorrow is huge. Abs- absolutely. It's great to finally have a decent fourth line. NAK has been a beast recently. Kind of player you need in the playoffs. Tommy, I agree. And it's one of the things I wanted to point out was after I think the second goal um, to to take the two one lead, the uh, the fourth line gets gets the next shift out there, and we've talked uh, ad nauseum about the fourth line getting the shift right after either a goal for or a goal against, uh, and how it annoys me sometimes. But and it's not just AV; like just coaches do it. It's just a thing that bothers me. Like I don't know, you just got one, try to get another one. But I digress. Uh, they played like an absolutely freaking amazing shift after the Flyers took a two-to-one lead, just buried the Panthers in their own zone, got that forecheck going, got the cycle going, uh, made some hits, had some good keeps. They eventually had to like peel back and change and then try to uh, you know restart the rush and everything because the line was in the zone with possession of the puck for basically a minute and a half, it seemed like. So awesome shift by the fourth line there. And Connor Bunneman, Jesus, my mouth today. Connor Bunneman, uh, I don't know. He's not a difference maker or anything out there, but he seems like he's starting to get his legs. He seems like he's starting to do a couple of things, make some plays, not just be a passenger on that line. Uh, With Raffle and NAK, I think they still need to upgrade that center position. But – I'm fine with riding with Bunneman until they do. And if they don't, let's see how he does. Uh, he's, he's a prospect. He's a guy who's been in the AHL. He's part of the organization. Uh, I'm fine with him getting a shot right now. He, he hasn't hurt them, really. Um, but that was a, it was a really good shift and just really showing, um, really showing what that fourth line can do when they play physical, get in, do, it, you know, do their job. It's, it's, it is awesome to have a good fourth line. Think Florida bit themselves on shots that missed the net. Carter struggled tracking the puck and was fortunate enough to have some scoring chances hit him clean for saves. Flyers got to tighten up. Yeah, but how many times do we say that about the Flyers? How often do the Flyers miss the net? Way too much. Uh, how often do they, you know, try to, instead of lean into a shot, place it and end up placing it right in the chest? 
Uh, I, I just think that's part of hockey, and I think that's part of Carter Hart taking away a lot of the net. Uh, I think he's missing the net is because that's what was there. Um, I don't think there were many times tonight they had a ton of net to shoot at and just missed that last chance of obviously notwithstanding. But I, I think Hart, for his first game back, looked just fine tonight. Yes, the defensive zone coverage has to be better. There are a couple, just a couple of shifts where it looked like they were playing with their fucking eyes closed trying to break the puck out, and it led to way too many, like, second-chance chances. Uh, so they do need to tighten it up, but I, did, uh, I think Carter Hart played uh, more than well enough in his first game back. Pico should start sponsoring the penalty kill. That's must-watch, unlike the power play. It is fun watching Kevin Hayes, uh, you know, dangle his way down and just get a shot off, and then you're like, oh, okay, he missed the net by quite a bit. That was defended pretty well. And then you watch the replay and go, oh, no, that caught his shoulder. Wow, that was a hell of a shot. Like, after that move and he was in tight, like, uh, I couldn't believe the shot Hayes got off after that one shorthanded opportunity. Um He's he's been a revelation to watch, and uh, the the rest of the team has followed suit. They they push the issue on the penalty kill, and it's created a ton of scoring chances. Does Hoffman pay for that shot on Hart in the next game? He should. Yeah, I can't. I, I realize it's a tight game, and hockey's different, and everything right now. Man, Matt Niskanen needs to knock him the fuck out. You can't slash the goal. I don't care. I don't care if it's. If, third overtime in the Stanley Cup final. Punch that dude straight in the face and then look at the ref and say he slashed him. All right, you don't want to call the slash or punch him in the fucking face. Like, that was a poorly officiated game tonight. Uh, and they said it on the, like, it was, I, I don't think the Flyers got screwed by the refs tonight. I think the refs were equally bad for both teams. They just sucked. Uh, and I'm saying this way too much. I've given NHL uh, officials the benefit of the doubt, because it is a really freaking fast game. Um, it, it's a tough game to officiate. I thought of you know all the bad officiating we see in all the major sports. It seems uh, I always thought the NHL was pretty good, considering, man, this year it's getting harder and harder to maintain that stance. It's just not good. <laughs> that montage of TK getting annihilated by shots and hits was kind of hilarious. Hit by a car and dumped into trash, but the pigeon isn't giving up. Yeah, he just kept getting – he he had like five blocked shots tonight, they said, career high, and it looked like one of them was intentional. Uh, he took that – I guess that elbow that they called. Uh, he, he was uh, – TK isn't putting up the points like he was, but it's not for a lack of effort. They're going to come – uh, they're going to come again. I, I don't have any question about what kind of uh, player is TK. I don't have any question about what kind of player TK is production-wise and very little uh, question about who he is effort-wise either. He's both. Uh, he is uh, – There's a he. Uh, we use this too much, but that dude was supposed to be a flyer. TK is just freaking perfect for us. We have a fourth line. When's the last time we can say that? Uh, well, we have a third line, you know? That's the thing is we, we haven't had three lines, let alone four. And I really like it's in flux now, and uh, uh, Morgan Frost was up tonight. I thought he made some plays. I thought he had a couple of situations that left uh, more to be desired. Uh, he factored in uh, on the first goal. Uh, he took that – he had that shot attempt that broke the defender's stick that ultimately left – led to the stick handoff that led to Proverov picking on the guy without the stick and the goal. So, uh, you know, that was a positive play. I thought he had some other positive plays, thought he had a few negative plays, but 
I think the best place for Morgan Frost is the NHL. And I think that because he can just get by on talent in the AHL. He can just do, he doesn't have to do everything he has to do in the NHL to get by. And I don't see him getting any better against the level of competition. I won't say he's above, but he's equal to. The way to get better is to challenge yourself, and his challenge is going to come here. Now, how does that help the Flyers? Well, in the short term, it really doesn't. Um, Except you get more out of Giroux, because Giroux can go back to wing with Couturier, and you can kind of have your complete top six together. And hey, if Frost ever breaks out, if he ever just flips that switch overnight, um, you have a hell of a third-line center on your hands, you know? Um, it's not an ideal situation. I don't want a guy learning on the fly in the middle of a playoff chase, but shit, this will mature you real quick. He will be mature beyond his ears after this season ends. So I want to see him stick. I'm willing to live with the, uh, with the bumps in the road along the way. Um, I just think he's got that kind of potential to on any given night, it could be his night. Like those first two games up, um, we're going to need, that offense, that dynamic ability at some point, maybe it will come on a night it doesn't for anybody else and it decides us a game or something. That's It's not an ideal situation, but I think the only way for him to get better is to be here, and the Flyers don't really have another option in terms of another center uh, for that third line, so it kind of all works out in that regard. The top 10 of the league consists of eight... <laughs> Consists of eight Eastern Conference teams, six of which are Metropolitan, including the Flyers. Sheesh. Yeah, it's the, the league standings are a mess, and the way they determine the playoff format is even worse. I really didn't have a problem with this playoff format the first couple of years, simply because I thought it led to really good series in the first and second rounds. And as much as you want like that one versus two uh, in the Eastern Conference final, we rarely get it because upsets are of a thing that happened in hockey pretty pretty often. In the first or second round, you have to beat nobody or just get through one series to have those great matchups. So I kind of thought it was pretty good, uh, like just a good format from an entertainment standpoint. But shit, man, when you just look at the standings, it's like, really? The Pacific Division's going to get three teams? Like, yeah? <laughs> Why? Why do all the like why do all these bad teams get to go into the playoffs because of the division they're in? Because of where their franchise is located, they get an uh, they get a just simple geographical fucking advantage. It's uh, unbelievable. It's not good. I'm not blaming the Kata Hot thing on Kevin Hayes cuz it started before he got here. Kevin Hayes was not here last year and people were saying it. I'm blaming it on Al Morganti. I'll tell him that next time I see him. It's because R.A. does it from Chicklets and Hayes adapted it. I understand, but fuck R.A. from Chicklets. He's ours. He's not theirs. He's Carter Hart of the Philadelphia Flyers, not Boston weirdos doing a podcast. No, he's the Flyers. I don't care that Hayes is from Boston. Fuck Boston. No, wooing is good. Continue the wooing. I'm really happy we can finally roll four lines if Patrick comes back and can contribute. We are built for these playoffs. Yeah, Nolan Patrick, obviously we've talked um, 
it's not like he set the world on fire his first two years in the league, but he looks like a competent enough player. I said, like, I just said this last, uh, last week on the show, I guarantee you Nolan Patrick's better than Connor Bunneman. I don't care how rusty he is, whatever. He seems to be practicing a little more. I'm sure he's going to get an AHL conditioning stint before he's, uh, before he's back in the lineup. I'm just looking forward to seeing him because the dude deserves, um, he, he just deserves the chance. I know he's good enough to play, I don't know if he's ever going to be, you know, great. Um, but the, it's the Flyers don't need him to be at this point. Just get him back and be somewhat of a contributor somewhere. I guarantee you he can help the power play in literally any position on the power play. He could help them. Uh, just another center who can come in, take a face-off. He's been good in the face-off circle, especially for his, uh, for his age. Uh, responsible two-way player. Just another guy you can give a role to and know that they won't fuck it up. Um, and Jesus Christ, the playoffs are as much about not fucking up as anything else. Um, I, I, I'm looking forward to having him back. And yeah, I think he could be a huge addition in the playoffs. I'm really hoping they get him back soon. Hey, Bill, we have eight of the last 11 and a four lines clicking, even without Farabee, Ghost, or Patrick tonight. What do you see the lines? Why, uh, what do you see the team as when they are healthy? Yeah, that's going to be, I mean, I see Patrick, unless Frost breaks out, I can see Patrick kind of stepping into that. Uh, I see Patrick stepping into that 3C role. Maybe they have more of a split in ice time in the bottom six between the third and fourth line. Uh, I'd start Patrick out probably on line four and then let him work his way into uh, Morgan Frost's job. Unless Frost really shits the bed, uh, I'd have him up here, especially for the playoffs, even if it's just as 4C, because Christ, who's going to be more skilled than him? Um, and if you put him out there with, you know, Raffle and NAK, it's not like they won't have his back defensively, and he'll be allowed to maybe push a little and create and uh, help those guys score some. So I think that's kind of what you're looking on, looking at on offense. Um, the Farabee thing, um, I'm interested to see how Farabee comes back into the fold and how they use him. Uh, does Morgan Frost go down when Farabee is back? Is, do they just go, all right, that's enough. Drew, you're back at center. Farabee, you're back with uh, Couturier. Uh, I don't know if that's how I'd want to see it go. Wouldn't, I wouldn't hold it against Elaine Vigneault if that's how he did it because, listen, at this point, even with Giroux not being a great center anymore, he's he's better than Morgan Frost. Frost, I think, is going to be fine. I'm just – it's it just is what it is right now. Frost isn't, you know, a, a great NHL player yet. Um, uh, so I wonder if maybe that's what they do when Farabee's back. But I, I'm thinking Frost is – Maybe going to have a little bit more leash than this uh, before they send him back down, if they send him back down. So, hmm. I thought Farabee and Hayes really had some, uh, were really starting to gain some chemistry at a certain point this season. So maybe put those two back together. Uh, it's They're going to have, they have some time to mix some things up, but not a ton of time. But the good thing is, as you point out, Andrew, they're just kind of doing it with whoever's out there. Uh, no Farabee, no Patrick. They haven't had Limblom in how long. They seem to be able to adapt, adjust, and move forward. So regardless of who they have and who they don't have, uh, I think they're going to be fine. And also, man, we know injuries happen. There's going to be more injuries. They're not they're not done getting injured this year. Like It's a really fast, really hard-hitting sport. Um, 
chances are when they're healthy again, it won't be for very long. Does Farrah be going tomorrow? Not sure who you would take out unless it's Frost and you move Lawton to third line center. Um, I, I, that's, if Farabee comes back tomorrow, it, hmm, it might be tough not to take out Frost just because everyone else kind of has seniority at this point, right? Like everyone else is kind of a part of a line and he just kind of joined for a couple of days. So it's a, it's, I I think it's going to be more than a one day figure it out sort of thing. Like whatever the lines are tomorrow, doesn't mean that's what the lines are going to be on uh, on Thursday or Saturday or next week for the two games against Columbus. You know, uh, I think this is going to be, uh, as it has been all year, sort of a fluctuating thing. Uh, go with the hot hand. Uh, you want to keep uh, you want to keep some sort of chemistry going with um, with the top line, and you want to kind of get Giroux going. He's got a couple goals his last few games. What a backhand tonight for that. Uh, for that shorthanded empty netter, right? That thing, that was a beaut. Stuck it right down the middle, right underneath the cam. That was perfect. At least the Islanders are playing a back-to-back tomorrow, too. Yeah, the Islanders, uh, last I looked, were beating the shit out of the Capitals, so uh, maybe they'll be tired tomorrow. Uh, The Islanders are a good team. Uh, They've cooled, though. They had that little win streak, and it was uh, in the beginning, earlier in the year, and it was kind of like, Oh, okay, so they're definitely going to be in the top three in the division, but I don't know. I don't know. They can be had. They're there. You're close enough. You can take them. These ga- this game is as big as any uh, in terms of your playoff standings and just playoff status in general, but go in there and win tomorrow, and, man, that's three big ones in a row. That's six huge points in three games that they uh, have a chance to capture tomorrow. Every time a goalie stumbles and falls by himself, a Brzezgalov gets his wings, yeah. Farabee apparently needs to gain back five more pounds. Someone take him to Fitzpatrick's tomorrow to watch the game. Yeah, they said he lost 10. I'm like, what the fuck? Does this dude have coronavirus? I don't know what coronavirus is because I refuse to watch the news, but it sounds bad based on what I've heard on Twitter uh, from all the wrestling and hockey accounts I follow. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think he has to gain back all 10 of the pounds he lost. They said he, he got five back and they're just giving him a little time to gain some strength back. But shit, man, that's scary. Like when did he get sick? He lost 10 pounds. It'd take me a month to lose 10 pounds if I was trying. I, I bet if I just didn't drink beer for like two weeks, I could drop 10 pounds, but fuck that. It sounds awful. I'd rather just be heavy. Ugh. You can't make me face the world sober. You can't. No, I refuse. (laughs) I root for the Flyers. Do you think they will shop Ghost? AV said he rushed him back and his uh, poor play against the Devils showed. I don't know how much worse he was against the Devils than anybody else. It's just that, like, the breakaway that his turnover gave up led to a goal and the three other exact same plays that Flyers defensemen made got stopped in that game. I don't know how much worse Ghost was than everyone else was against the Devils, but I think he's not 100%, and right now, the way they're playing without him, there's not a good argument for inserting him back in the lineup, especially if he's not legitimately 100%. So I don't know if they shop him, but I'm sure when the phone rings, they answer. Um, If they're looking to add a player with a cap hit over like $2 million or so, dollars, I think, they're going to need to send some salary out. 
he's a guy making four and a half million who they're winning without. So uh, I, I don't know if maybe they, maybe they do shop him. I don't know if they necessarily shop him, but if the right deal comes along and his name is in it, I don't think they, I don't think they go, ah, yeah, but, uh, like, I think they go, yeah, pull the trigger. Let's go. Let's do this thing. Some great defensive play by uh, TK tonight. Talk about the walking wounded. Yeah, he, he's laying it out there, man. He, there's no question about, is TK engaged? Oh, no, that dude is a freaking competitor. Oh, what up, Taz? Good to see you. Um, okay. With Raffle and NAK, there's plenty of skill to score and puck possession on the fourth line. I don't believe uh, in the heavy fourth line dogma. Well, here's, uh, yeah, I would love to roll out four scoring lines. Absolutely. But, like, it's hard enough to field one scoring line, two scoring lines. Most teams can't afford or find enough talent to have four scoring lines. It's really hard to do in a cap era to, to be able to have that sort of scoring depth. So you look for guys with NHL tools and skating, hitting, playing physical, that sort of getting into the forecheck, all those things are, are, are things you need to do to be able to play hockey. If you can't score a ton, but you can do all that shit too, well, there's a job for you on a fourth line. Um, Raffle has shown an ability to score in his career. I wouldn't call him a scorer, obviously, but he's a decent enough power-ish forward. NAK is coming along, man. I, I love what I'm seeing out of this guy on a nightly basis. He is the perfect fourth liner. Um, I do wonder, like if we see a Patrick, I would, that's like, I don't want Frost in that role, but if we see a Patrick or a Frost in that role, what kind of weapon could that be as a fourth line? Like that could be something really special. If we get that kind of depth back, it would be awesome. Loved how Myers and Sanheim were activating down low in the offensive zone possessions. This ain't your Nick Grossman Flyers. No, man, I, I expected more uh, offensive activation all year out of those two. I thought they should be joining rushes. They should be piling up points. They should be guys who kind of prove that Ghost is uh, expendable. Um, they haven't been necessarily that. From an offensive standpoint this year, I think they've been solid. I think the rest of their game is coming along. How crazy is it that Travis Sanheim has six goals against Sergei Bobrovsky? Like, he said it uh, in, in, at intermission. Like, it's kind of a coincidence, but it's pretty cool, too. Sergei Bobrovsky's a pretty decent goalie. And uh, he's got, he always scores against the Rangers, and he always scores uh, against uh, Bob. So it's weird, right? Uh, I think, like, three of his... I think he's got like two or three two goal games against the Rangers in his career or something. It's something I looked up earlier, but he he scores like in bunches against certain teams or players. It's a very weird thing with Sanheim. Even though it was an empty net goal, I hope Giroux is heating up. Hey man, that's as that's as impressive of an empty net goal as you're gonna find. Uh clearing the crease to take away scoring chance, getting it the length of the ice from, you know, basically couple feet off the goal line and putting it dead center right underneath the camera man that's 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 a hell of an empty net goal and while i would never throw my hat for an empty net hat trick i will say empty net goals are there to me an empty net goal is the same thing as a save in baseball are some bigger than others are some harder than others 
I can't wait for somebody to hear that. The dude who does the BSH clips has to cut that. Are some bigger than others or some harder than others? Uh, this was a good game tonight. I think you can tell I'm in a good mood after this one. Um, yeah, but empty net goals, more important than you think. Uh, biggest difference for me from last year to this year is how well this team supports each other. Trying to get the puck out of the zone, continually impressed with how often they work together to get the puck out of the zone. Yeah, they still leave something to be desired in terms of the uh, in terms of the breakout sometimes, but I think it's without question there are more players contributing more to the breakout than there were in the past. I think that's that's pretty pretty clear, and the results show it. Killing it at home, yeah, man. God, that stupid freaking Devils game. If no one comes back and Frost is still up, do we kick Frost to the fourth line? What happens? I mean. I think Patrick, you have to monitor him at first. So I would give him, you know, fourth line minutes to start. Uh, Maybe some shifts up, some shifts with the fourth line. Sometimes his shift gets jumped. I I think a fourth line role where maybe he uh, earns a little power play time along the way, something like that, um, is is how you start Patrick. And you just kind of let him play himself into a rhythm and – his play will tell you after a few weeks what his role should be. Um, th- that's how I think it works out. If uh, And a lot of th- I mean, Frost could be going back as soon as Farabee comes back. I don't know. Um, I don't want to see it happen that way, but I've been through that a bunch already. Boston is Scranton with clams. And then, like, come on. Baltimore is better seafood than Boston. Tampa Bay beats Columbus in OT. Yeah, well, all right. I'll take the one point instead of... Think uh, Patrick playing for Lane Vigneault and not Hackstall in itself will be a difference maker. Yeah, uh, he'll get more of an opportunity to show how he can use his intelligent two-way game to create offense. I mean, we've seen that. And he'll just, hopefully, if he gets himself into shape and is able to come back this year and be a contributor, he'll just have progressed as a player because he's more mature as a human because that that's what happens as you age. You know what I see in this team? Depth. We finally have some depth. Yeah, they do. Uh, and they're, they have depth, and they're missing a lot of what we thought was going to be the depth, you know? Oscar Lindblom, I never expected to be a first-line player. Uh, and he turned out to be, but I, I, I looked at him as a good middle six forward. Nolan Patrick, after they signed Kevin Hayes, it was like, all right, you're the 3C. Bring you along in this role. We'll see how this goes. You know, they... They don't have some of the depth they thought they were going to have, and they're still able to uh, they're still able to get things going with the Joel Farabee, who they're without tonight, but they have enough good players uh, in other roles that they're able to move around these things over the last couple games. So, uh, yeah, they're able to bring up an NAK and not miss a beat. The guy finally looks like he really belongs, um, absolutely, as an NHL player. Connor Bunneman, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan, but I – I'll be the last one to tell you he's hurting them in any way. Scott Lawton has really – he had one clearing attempt tonight, but Jesus Christ, it was a centering pass into the slot. I've never – there was like just a couple-minute period where we were just all over the place with the puck. But I'm not going to talk bad about anyone tonight. It was a good team win, but my God, it was just another example. Like, they play this very simple kind of avoid-mistakes hockey – and sometimes they just get in these ruts for 
a shift or two where they just look like they're playing shit-faced. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the, Scott Lawton, you know, I didn't know if he was more than a fourth liner, and he is. He's a good third-line player, in fact. So they're, they're finding depth, even though they're missing uh, some of the depth they thought they'd have. Love having a goalie where I don't have to hold my breath with every odd man rush. Yeah, I'm not like already rolling my eyes when the other team, you know, forces a turnover at the blue line or something, gets a two-on-one or blocks a shot and has a breakaway or whatever. Um, I, I think, okay, there's at least a, as much of a chance as he stops it as doesn't. There was a, there was a period it seemed like every odd man rush um, resulted in a goal against, and it's nice, you know, even with Elliot, I would say over the last month or so, uh, I haven't had. I've had more confidence, so it is really nice just getting some goaltending now and then. Faraby Hayes TK would be cool. Hmm, I like it. I like it. Uh, Got to see how the other lines shape up. I don't hate it. I yeah, I'm cool with Faraby Hayes TK. Think Frost uh, could do with some size and physicality. Seems to get pushed around a bit sometimes. Yeah, he's smaller. He's a young player, and he's small. Like, he's going to get pushed around. Does he need to get stronger? He does. Uh, how much bigger is he going to get? I don't know. I was done growing at 20. I was done growing at 16. So I was done growing in the sixth grade. So, I don't... Uh, uh, yeah, he needs to get stronger. Uh, but, shit, man, small players can play in this league. Um, you got to be a little dirty. You got to be willing to, you know, take shots at guys when you get a chance. Uh, you always need to play physical hockey, no matter what. You can't be afraid to go into corners. But he needs to outskill guys. And the only way he can do that is learning what skills he needs to e- improve on even more at this level. And the only way he can do that is by playing at this level. I'm surprised the NHL hasn't decided to send the Flyers to play a game in China with their schedule making. It's like, I hate blaming schedules and officiating or whatever outside nonsense because at the end of the day, go win your fucking games. But... My God, the scheduling just, it never stops. It never freaking stops. Realistically, what would we even get for Ghost? Another depth forward? We have plenty. Uh, In my mind, what you get for Ghost is a similar guy who is a forward. Someone who maybe had some success early in his career and is looking, uh, and is in the same situation as Ghost. Needs a change of scenery. Uh, that's that's what I think you get for him. A guy who maybe breaks out, maybe doesn't. That's it does, that's what I'm looking at. Or potentially, potentially, potentially. Oh man, I, thank you for sticking with me tonight because my tongue is still on bye week. I guess. Uh, uh, or potentially just cap space to make another move, trade other assets for other players. But you need, uh, you know, that four and a half million or whatever um, to be able to bring somebody in. I think you could do that too, like a three-team deal or something, maybe. But in my mind, it's just a forward in the same situation as Ghost, a guy looking for a change of scenery because for whatever reason, things have gone south. Sandheim, six of his 19 goals are against Bob. Jesus Christ. Can we, like, swap out the Capitals for the the Panthers, the Hurricanes for the Panthers in our division or something? That'd be nice. Could you imagine how good this team could be without all their injuries? Well, yeah, I mean, if they had everything, goddamn, this could be a really freaking great team. But sometimes it's something to rally around. Uh, sometimes, it, you know, the sum of the parts are greater than the whole, or what the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, or whatever that stupid phrase is, because you, 
you came together around the idea of we're not going to let these injuries change the course of what we think is going to be a great season. So, uh, yeah, I would freaking love to have those guys. And the situ- some of the situations they're in obviously fucking suck. But uh, you got to kind of just go with what it is. And uh, they've done a great job of adapting and moving forward through all the bullshit. Heart again tomorrow, I would I would calm down on that a little. First game back from injury, they took all the time in the world getting him back. Um, let's not, I wouldn't push it. And Hart has been trash on the road. I mean, the team, for the most part, has been pretty bad on the road, but I would just go back to Elliott, you know? Provy should use his wrist shot more. You know, I thought the same thing. Like, uh, listen, we all love the clap bombs. I know I do, um, but... Sometimes you just got to get it through, and you can you can place it like you did tonight. You can make a move uh, and snap right into it. So I would like to see him utilize it more. I would like to see all the defensemen walk the puck in more. That's something I think they could all use uh, is just take the room in front of you. If you don't, like, make a move, walk it down the line, or walk it in, or both. Like, it doesn't just have to be a point shot every time. So a Kevin Fiala type for Ghost, I'd do that. Yeah, like something like that, you know. Um, see what happens. Maybe a guy with a little more tenure than Fiala had. Uh, I'd be looking for someone around the same age as Ghost. But yeah, a, a very similar uh, a similar situation is what I foresee happening. If they move him at all. I, I'm, I'm not saying they will. I, I, just think, um, I just think it looks like... Uh, I hate it. I love, I I want Ghost to be on this team. I want Ghost to be everything he was for the first three years of his career, but shit, man. Doesn't look like I'm going to get that. The issue now with trading, the issue with trading Ghost now, they don't have much depth on the D end. Yeah, uh, the other thing with trading Ghost is is the depth issue, and I kind of think it's more of an off-season move than a mid-season move because, like you said, Having ghosts to plug in is nice. Uh, you, but Mark Friedman's been playing well in the AHL. Everyone down covering the AHL says he's been doing a great job. They'll have Cam York at some point or another in the, in the future, year or two. They'll have Zamula at some point in the future, a year or two. But you also have guys like, uh, you know, Justin Braun is on a one-year deal. Matt Niskanen's on a two-year deal. How long are they going to be here? How are you going to be able to plan around them. So a lot's going to go into the decision to trade Ghost. Um, hey, man, it could be one for one in terms of a defenseman for a defenseman. They could just bring in somebody who maybe fits with what the team needs a little more, especially if Sanheim and Myers really step up the offensive game. Is Barkov still underrated? I heard his name so many times tonight. No, Barkov is now rated. You can't be the most underrated player in hockey for like five years. At a certain point, once you're that underrated... It means everyone recognizes how good you are. So Barkov is just rated. Good God, TK, what a game. Yeah, not a, uh, not a um, you know, first-team all-star, whatever sort of game. Not a flashy game, but there's no question that that dude is out there playing some effing hockey. He's out there uh, as committed to winning as anybody. Going to tomorrow's game uh, worth bringing out the Danny Briere jersey or Jeremy Roenick jersey. Oh, always go Briere. Screw JR. Arizona wins in regulation against Montreal, helping keep Montreal out of the wild card mess. Yeah, that's good. Montreal's falling apart. They stink. Friedman is ready as a sixth or seventh. I 
didn't have any issues with the way Friedman played when he was up here. Uh, not a long enough sample to get a good read on him, but from what I could tell, he didn't look out of place, which is that's that's a start. That's a hell of a start. All right, you can play at this level. How well, uh, we'll see, but I definitely think Friedman, if called upon, could step into the, uh, could step into the lineup. Um, am I ready to count on him? I'm not. But shit, man, can I count on Shane Gosses Bear? It doesn't seem like I can, so I don't know. I don't know. I think Braun is a one-off. Yeah, I've been thinking that, but maybe it depends a little on how well Haig plays down the stretch and if they think they can plug Haig into the Braun role and not lose anything. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Braun get a a one- or a two-year extension, though. Um, I don't know if that's even... I, I, I like Braun. I liked bringing him in. I like what he has brought to the team, especially the penalty kill. Um, but I don't... I don't know if it's the smartest uh, cap allocation. TK was targeted all game, kept taking shots behind the play. Yeah, I mean, that's the he puts the target on, on himself with the way he plays, how much he talks out there. He's an all-star this year. He's having a huge season uh, production-wise. He's going to be a target. I would take a shot at him every time he was on the ice. If I was a coach, I'd be like, make sure you hit him. Hit 11 every single time. Yeah, there's the, the Flyers have depth in the system at defense. I don't know if they have any standout prospects, but they definitely have guys who are going to be here down the line. The, think about how long it took to get these guys up here and playing at a, a level. You know, Provorov is one thing, but he still – it was a year before he uh, before he made the team. Think about how long it seemed like it took Ghost to get here. Think about how long it took Samuel Moran to get here, and he never really even got a shot. But think about realistically, if he was healthy, how long it still would have taken him to get here. Like think about how long it took Sanheim to get a full season in the NHL. It's fun to project the young guys. It's just like I'm not saying this new regime is going to be like the Hextall one. But sometimes it just does take a certain amount of time for especially defensemen to develop. So uh, I- I'm I'm optimistic about all the defensemen in the system because I think the uh, previous regime did a great job of scouting, and I think uh, guy a guy like Cam York is uh, pretty much can't miss. But um, I am uh, I'm not like counting on any of them in the near future because shit, man, it could be four years. If Ghost is traded, you need to keep Braun at very similar deal, especially if York and Friedman are a year or two out. The the great thing about the way the great thing about the way Braun plays is that it's not worth a lot of money. Players get paid for production and he doesn't produce points. Uh so I think you could probably keep him for uh le- much less than Ghost, less than Ghost. So, uh we'll see how that all works out. I would like to see him stay I just don't know what kind of deal they can make work with the other things maybe they have going on and if other players are available and I don't know if I've said this on the air yet on any of the shows but there's a guy named Tori Krug who unless I miss something has not yet signed a contract extension with the Boston Bruins and I would like to sign him in the offseason if he is a free agent I think that would be fucking awesome so it's a little something to keep an eye on. I don't think it's like going to happen. I can't imagine the Bruins let him get away, and I don't know if the Flyers can make it work cap-wise, but I would be trying a whole lot to make that happen uh, if given the opportunity. 
All right, guys, I think we are going to call it a wrap for the night. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thank you for joining me. Before we go, however, let's just take one more look ahead at this schedule. Uh, the Flyers are playing, you know, teams in or fighting for playoff position over this next week. Of course, tomorrow they're at the Islanders. On Thursday, they're at the Panthers. On Saturday, they're at Tampa. That's a 4 o'clock puck drop on Saturday. So mind that game. Uh, ooh, I might be able to do that post game if it's a 4 o'clock puck drop. Might be able to figure something out for that. All right. Interesting. Interesting. And then, of course, next week they've got a couple with the uh, a home-and-home home on Tuesday, Thursday with the Blue Jackets. And then they wrap up the pre-trade uh, deadline part of the season on the 22nd with a 1 o'clock puck drop at home against the Jets. And then we have the trade deadline on Monday the 24th, so a lot going on. But, hey, if you're looking to watch any of those games, man, you should watch them at the Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, right there in the heart of Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the entire Jersey Shore, one of my favorite bars on this planet to watch a game, especially a hockey game, and it is because it is a hockey bar. All the servers are awesome. All the bartenders are awesome, but it starts – with Timmy Fitzpatrick, that's right, the owner himself is always there, making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. And he's a hockey fan, so you know the game you're going to want to watch is on. Even if it's not a Flyers game, I bet you you'll be able to watch any game you want, even the fucking XFL, at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. So give it a shot for me. Why don't you tell them Broad Street Hockey and Bill Matt sent you. All right, that's it for real this time. Thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for joining me. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. And leave us some good reviews, damn it. Leave us some good reviews. It's been too long since you people were piling up the reviews and piling up the five-star ratings. And it's time I demand something from you again. Because, hey, we're getting near trade deadline time. You're going to want your information, and you're going to want it from me. I need something from you, and it's some fucking good reviews, so let's get on it. All right, that's it. Uh, My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.